Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome aboard. You're tuned to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, and I'm your genial radio host, travel journalist Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. Now, the first hour of this show features four authors with four quite different new books I'd like to draw to your attention. All, of course, concern travel. In a moment, we're going to check in with our in-resident commercial pilot, Patrick Smith, to get his take on the second week of revelations that call into the question the security of our airports. Turns out a number of airport employees were not even vetted correctly, and some were on our no-fly lists. Then we'll meet our authors. I'm going to talk with Elizabeth Mincelli. She's an American writer who's achieved what some of us occasionally fantasize about, which is living in Italy. She has a new book. It's titled Eating Rome, Living the Good Life in the Eternal City. I'm going to ask her the protocol for ordering different kinds of coffee at different times of the day in Italy. I, I always get that screwed up. Then journalist and videographer Rachel Parsons has a new public television series called The Peregrine Dame that's very different television series-wise for mine and others. She travels the world totally solo, no crew, no companions, does all the shooting and narrating by herself. I want to hear how she accomplishes that. And just in time for the running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain at the end of this month, Peter Mulligan, who's, by the way, done that a puzzling 63 times, Peter Mulligan brings us a new book that's an homage to Spain called Bulls Before Breakfast. And finally, you've probably heard of Europe on $5 a day or more recently $50 a day. How about $2 a day? That's the promise of Scott Stone. He's a college graduate who took his savings and visited 34 countries, he says, on just two bucks a day. He's written a book about it. It's called Insatiable. It's an account of backpacking around the world. Before we start, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. Egyptian security forces thwarted a potentially devastating suicide bomb attempt against locals and visitors near Luxor's Karnak Temple in Upper Egypt on Wednesday. One attacker was killed. Another died when his belt of explosives ignited. Another was wounded by police before they could get close to intended targets. Four people were injured, two of them police. It was 18 years ago that 60 tourists were shot dead at Luxor, but this is a terrible blow to the tourism industry in Egypt that's been hurt over the last several years by political unrest in the country. Tourism's a very important source of revenue for Egypt. Another country where tourism could be an important source of revenue is Haiti, and a new Marriott had a soft opening in Port-au-Prince, Haiti in February, but its official opening is this month. Now, this is more than a routine hotel. This is a gateway for many local residents to a new life. About 1,100 locals constructed the hotel, expected to be a key player in revitalizing Haiti's tourist trade. About 90% of the hotel staff is Haitian. Personalities as diverse as uh, Bill Clinton and Sean Penn heralded the opening. The hotel is owned by Haiti's largest mobile phone provider. Next year, a Hilton is expected to open near the capital's airport. Last week, the news regarding airport security was a leaked report that testers were able to get 95% of the weapons they carried through airport security undetected. This week's news was that thousands of airport employees were hired without complete applications. First names, social security numbers were missing, for example. But the most disturbing news was that 73 employees hired to work in secure areas of airports were on the National Counterterrorism Center's no-fly list, meaning they were considered security risks. Our favorite commercial pilot and residence, Patrick Smith, author of the book Cockpit Confidential and curator of the website AskThePilot.com, 
joins me. And Patrick, I know you have written that getting weapons through security doesn't worry you as much as it seems to worry the media. Why, in a nutshell, is that? Well, let me ask you this. Uh, the recent failures that have been all over the news, I mean, do they highlight the incompetence of particular screeners, or are they more an indication that the entire system is broken? I'm leaning towards the latter, and, and what I mean by that is I think our obsession with objects, with, with weapons, uh, continues to be wasteful and, and, and self-defeating. We have this idea that we can somehow uh, cipher out 100 percent of, of, of all weapons, every conceivable uh, potentially dangerous item, and, and that's simply not possible, rational or sustainable, and it bogs down the system in minutia and, and time-wasting that could be better spent on, on other things. I think you... we need to get away from the hunt for objects and realize it's not weapons that bring down plant, it's terrorists, and we need to come up with a better, more effective way of screening people themselves rather than their belongings. And when I say that, the word profiling comes up, but that's, that's not quite it. I mean, racial ethnic profiling is not the answer. But some kind of, as they call it, risk-based assessment is needed. Um, it, it wouldn't be a perfect system, but it would be better than what we had. And I think, to its credit, TSA's uh, pre-check program is, is a good step in that direction. You're talking people, and that's, what's, that's what, that was this week's news. Uh, let's go right to the 73 airport employees being on that mm. no-fly list. Now, I know there are hundreds of thousands of people on this no-fly list, but couldn't a computer cross-check in an instant employees, uh, airport employees applying for jobs? You would expect. I mean, how can how can we respond to this? I mean, it's it's straight from the department of you can't make this up. But um, you know, maybe it's symptomatic of of what I was just saying—a system that's just so big and so preoccupied with kind of time-wasting tasks that it it it, it gets the uh, the strategy away from focusing on more important threats, and in this case, doing more thorough checks on its employees. In the two minutes we have left, uh, the FAA sent a letter to the National Transportation Safety Board this week saying, you know, there's really no way to thwart pilot sabotage beyond current measures. Pilots have to be able to turn off black boxes and other critical electronic devices in case of fire. Uh, this, of course, is in response to the suicide dive of that uh, pilot in France and, and, and the, the disappearance of the Malaysian jet last year. As a pilot, does that letter from the FAA make sense? Yeah, it does. I would I would more or less agree with that. And I mean, you know, look, going back to the German wings uh, disaster, I mean, you have to look at that as a freak event. It mm -hmm. was just a, a one in a in a billion sort of thing. And, you know, the idea nowadays that people are getting on airplanes and, and wondering if their pilots are crazy and are going to crash the plane is, is you know, I, I don't like that, that mindset and that direction of thinking because you have to look at the greater record, the, the bigger context, and realize uh, just how safe flying is and just how extraordinary, extraordinarily rare that sort of thing has been over the decades. I couldn't agree with you more. If you'd like to read more of Patrick's writings, and they are very good writings, by the way. His book is Cockpit Confidential. It's selling very well. It's been, didn't you say it's, been trans it's being translated and it's being sold in Russia and Taiwan in the local languages? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, if it's not already, out in Russian, which is cool because I've always wanted to see my name in Cyrillic characters. Um, there's going to be a Taiwanese edition. Uh, the Brazilians were thinking about a Portuguese edition, but they got a little uh, uptight about a, a point in the book where I talked about uh, the Wright brothers having invented the airplane, where the Brazilians <laughs> insist that it was uh, their own countrymen who, who invented the airplane, Mr. Uh, uh, Santos Dumont.
a whole nother show, a whole nother show. And you can also read his writings regularly on the issues of the day regarding aviation at askthepilot.com. Patrick, thanks for stopping by today, and uh, fly safely. Yeah, sure, Rudy, anytime. Thank you. Patrick Smith, askthepilot.com. Check it out. Great writing, um, uh, again, as issues arise. He really puts it down where we as uh, non-pilots can understand it. Stick around. You're in Rudy Max's world where we talk all travel all the time. And when we come back, we're going to talk with a woman who managed to actually figure out, an American woman who actually figured out how to wait, how to live in Italy. She's written a series of books about different cities in Italy. She's got a new one out called Eating Rome. We will talk with her about that right after this break. To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. The federal government is notifying up to 4 million current and former employees that their personal financial data may have been breached by a cyber attack from China. It's time to get LifeLock Ultimate Plus identity theft protection. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at every business, but you only have one identity. Protect it with the best. Call or visit LifeLock.com and save 15% on your membership by using Using the promo code 15NOW, that's 15NOW, to get a 15% discount. Offer ends June 30th. Call 800-637-8149. 800-637-8149. When you book your next trip with Orbitz, you can get Orbitz rewards and then use your rewards instantly. Get it, use it. Now, to remember this, we wrote you a dramatic poem. Get it, use it. Get it, use it. Get it, use it. Get it, use it, get it, use it, get it, use it. Book your trip with Orbitz, get Orbitz rewards, and use them instantly, only on Orbitz. Orbitz rewards, instant vacation gratification. Learn more today by visiting Orbitz.com slash rewards. Mom, I can't do my math homework. I just don't get it. I'm no good at math. I hate math. (sighs) I've always considered myself a good mother, but when it came to my son Billy's math... I was at a loss. It wasn't that he didn't try, but he kept falling further behind and losing confidence. Then a friend told me about Math Made Easy DVDs. You can order any subject from arithmetic to fractions, percents, algebra, even calculus. Concepts are simplified in an entertaining way, so students enjoy learning at their own pace in the convenience of home. It's as easy as watching TV. Best of all, it's affordable for everyone. Listen, end the frustration. Call Math Made Easy. Call now for a 30-day risk-free trial. 800-USA-MATH. With Math Made Easy, your child will always be prepared and one step ahead. Call now, 800-USA-MATH. That's 800-USA-6284. Or visit us at mathmadeeasy.com. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back. It's 18 after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Max's World is sponsored by LifeLock.com. Now, you've probably heard the news that the federal government is notifying up to 4 million current and former employees that their personal financial data was breached by a cyber attack, allegedly from China, reportedly from China. Credit card data, banking records, other forms of financial information were likely stolen in the attack, which is in that attack, which is being described as one of the largest thefts of government data ever. Now, if you are listening to this and shaking your head in disgust and wondering what you can do to protect yourself, well, don't despair. Yeah, this stuff is rampant. But don't stop living your life. Instead, just do what the carriers and I have done and get LifeLock Ultimate Plus Security Theft Identification. 
excuse me, identity theft protection. It helps protect your social security number, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Now, obviously, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at every business, but you only have one identity. So do everything you can to protect it with the best. Enroll with LifeLock in minutes. Your protection starts immediately. Call or visit LifeLock.com now and save 15%. Limited time, you can save 15% if you use the special promo code 15NOW. That's 15NOW. But again, you need to use that promo code 15NOW, the word now. That'll give you 15% off. Or just call 800-637-8149. That's 800-637-8149. Mention the special limited time promo code of 15NOW, and you'll get 15% off your LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership. You can also go to the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com. Look under Sponsors. By the way, this offer ends June 30th, so I'd make it a point of maybe doing it like now or today. I am delighted to be joined by a guest from Italy who has written a new book called Eating Rome. The subtitle is Living the Good Life in the Eternal City. And author Elizabeth Mincelli has apparently figured out how to do that, unlike most Americans who are trying to figure out how to live the good life in Italy. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. It's nice to be here. All right, so you did the easy thing. You married an Italian guy. But give us a little more backstory to that. You visited, started visiting Italy, what, about age 12, according to your book? Yep, when I was 12, my parents decided to pick up and move us from St. Louis, Missouri to, to Rome. So we lived there for two years, and I've been coming back ever since then until I moved there full-time in, I guess it was 1988, when I came over to work on my uh, Ph.D. dissertation. And that's when I met my husband, who's uh, Italian, and I haven't left since then. And your dissertation was in what? Uh, my dissertation was in uh, Renaissance Garden Architecture. Renaissance Garden Architecture. No wonder you've written several books on eating in, in Italy. That's I see. That fits perfectly. All right. The new one is called Eating Rome. And I think, uh, I, 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 reading the book, I, I think we need to dispel some myths and explain some things. But before we get into stuff like gelato and after-dinner drinks and, and pasta and what your favorite restaurant is, it, I don't drink coffee. But I visit Italy often with my ex-wife and a girlfriend, and and there seems to be a very uh, there's a wrong way to order coffee in Italy at a wrong time that gets arched eyebrows from uh, Italian waiters who disapprove mightily. Can can you just lay that out for me so I have it once for all in my mind? Well, there's not just one rule. There's probably many many rules, but probably the biggest rule that a lot of Americans break when it comes to coffee is that Italians, uh, for the most part. We'd never think of ordering a cappuccino any time after, let's say, noon. But, but to be on the safe side, let's say after lunch, then you're safe. Because um, really having coffee with a big uh, quantity of milk is something you have in the morning. It's sort of easier on your stomach. And after lunch, you know, when, uh, especially in a restaurant, um, you're supposed to have a tiny little cup of espresso that actually helps you digest. Because, you know, a lot of these rules when you're talking about Italian food, Italians are, are sort of obsessed with their digestion. And if you think <laughs> about it, ordering a cup of coffee, a cappuccino that's half hot milk after a big meal, it's not really the easiest thing to digest. So it has more to do with your, as much to do with your health as it has to do with sort of any gastronomic uh, injunction. Okay, so no cappuccino orders after after lunch or after dinner. Um, and is it still the case that if you go into a coffee shop and if you stand up at the bar and sip your espresso or your cappuccino in the morning, it's less expensive than if you take a table four feet away? Absolutely, because in Italy you have to realize that when you're ordering anything at a, in a restaurant or a bar, 
um, it all has to do with also real estate because real estate is always at a premium. So if you're standing at a bar, um, you're standing there for uh, maybe the two minutes it takes to order it and one minute it takes to drink it. So it's a certain price, which is less expensive. If instead you've decided to, you know, go and sit down at, at a table, then you're going to be sitting there for a while and you're taking up more space. But but even that becomes very complicated because what most of Americans don't, un- they don't understand the whole process by which, uh, you have to pay for your coffee first if you're standing at the bar. So many Americans go, go to the cashier, pay for their coffee, take their receipt, order their coffee, and then pick then it up down. and head to a table, at which point probably either the owner, the bartender, or both of them start screaming at them to get away from that table. That's not what they paid for. So it's, it's, it's just a sort of cultural confusion, and it's a little bit complicated, but makes for sort of amusing thing to watch in most bars. My guest is author Elizabeth Mincelli. She's lived in Italy for a long time, and she's written several books about eating in different cities in Italy, and she's put it all all together for Rome in a book called Eating Rome, Living the Good Life in the Eternal City. Now, I was particularly fascinated by the gelato uh, section, Um, how to pick the right gelato to eat. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, there's so many gorgeous displays of gelato all through Italy, and many of them are heaped up in mounds like mountains, and the blueberry has fresh blueberries sprinkled over the top of it. And I learned in your book, you don't want to go where it's piled up into into the shape of a mountain, as pretty as it may be. Why is that? Well, you know, uh, ice cream shouldn't be able to stand up on its own. That's sort of my that's one that's one of the rules. Ice cream on its own, um, you know, to, to actually make it into one of those brightly colored mountains, you have to add uh, a lot of stabilizer to it. It probably has a lot of air in it, and if it's a really bright color, that's also a telltale sign that uh, that. Uh, some sort of coloring has been added to it. True ice cream um, is not a really pretty color usually, unless you're talking about strawberries or some other brightly colored fruit. You know, pistachio ice cream is never bright, bright green. And (laughs) most ice cream shouldn't be exposed to the air that much either. So usually the sign of a really good gelateria is there's not much of the gelato in the case. It's below the level of the case and often uh, even covered with, with something. So, uh, so that's one of the, the, the signs of very good gelato. Like anybody who lives in a city that's popular for tourists, you get asked a lot from friends who are coming to visit, you know, where should they eat? I know that's a constant problem. It certainly was for me living in New York and Washington, D.C. Um, but you have one restaurant that if it was the last day, your last meal, um, give me just one minute, because we have more questions, and we only have like three minutes left, so I don't want to spend too much time in this restaurant, but what is special about it? Well, you know, a lot of, uh, when, when people ask me what my favorite restaurant is, as, it has as much to do with the food as it does with the ambiance and the people who are there. So Your mood that my day. favorite restaurant in Rome is Perilli. It's just a, a very traditional trattoria in the Testaccio neighborhood, and the food is fantastic. It has great carbonara, but I've also known that na- the owners for a long time. It has one of my favorite waiters, Valerio, who's been there since you know my children were born and has seen them grow. So it has to do as much about um, the welcome, how you feel, and the ambiance as it does about the place. That restaurant, by the way, is spelled P-E-R-I-L-L-I, and you can find it on page 160 of her new book, Eating Rome. You've got a couple apps out, um, and, and as well as a website that deals with your life in Rome. The website is what? Elizabeth Mincelli Rome. In Rome. In Rome. Well, I think we spoke. Elizabeth, we spoke. We spoke. Elizabeth, we spoke over each other. Let me let me do it clearly. Elizabeth Mincelli, M-I-N-C-H-I-L-L-I. 
I, Mincilli in Rome, Elizabeth Mincilli in Rome. And I think you'll find a link on our Facebook fan page, Rudy Max's World. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So you, did you say you post there three times a week? I post three times a week, and it's a mixture of restaurant uh, reviews and recipes. I also write about cooking. And there are some recipes in this book as well. Your apps. Tell me about your apps. My apps, um, if, for instance, a lot of people you know, would like to be able to pick up the phone and call me and ask me for my restaurant recommendations, and that's why I've written apps, so you could sort of carry me around in your purse or your back pocket. And my apps are, uh, it's called Eat Italy, and it's available on iTunes. And Eat Italy is actually a free app, and there are in-app purchases. And in the in-app purchases, you can buy Eat Rome, Eat Venice, Eat Florence, and Eat Milan. And I'm soon adding Eat Sicily, Eat Puglia, Eat Umbria, and uh, many other regions and cities in Italy. And it's my picks for where I think you should be eating. It's not necessarily exhaustive, but I think it's, 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 pretty, um, it, it's pretty much where I would send my friends. So I think that um, that's why people tend to like it. And in the 20 seconds we have left, you're not overweight because Italians moderate the size of that pasta course. Is that the, in a nutshell? <laughs> yes. You know, it's not that we're eating pasta three times a day, and it's not that we're eating huge portions. Italians, like I said, are always concerned with their digestion as well as what tastes good. So they've learned to eat things in moderation. The book is called Eating Rome, Living the Good Life in the Eternal City. It's just come out. And uh, you can read more of Elizabeth Mincelli's writing at elizabethmincelliinrome.com. There's a list on the Facebook uh, fan book. There's going to be a link on the Facebook fan page. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world after this break. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open anytime. So call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you're seeking an adventure of a lifetime, an easy trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time for Iceland. Yes, Iceland. The Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's World listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Reykjavik four-star city break with Spa and Northern Lights Tour, or the Iceland Escape for a unique spa and nature break tour. These are four-day, three-night trips starting around $500 per person. Seriously. Go to RudyMaxa.com and click on the Iceland Tourism Bureau link for these great trips and more. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about relief factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Now, back to Rudy Maxa's World. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Iceland, the Iceland Tourist Bureau. We've been talking about taking a trip to Iceland for 
quite a while, are suggesting maybe you take one if you'd like a quick getaway. It's much closer than the rest of Europe in the east coast of the United States. Uh, and Iceland is offering... The Iceland Tourism Board is offering a couple unique trips to listeners of the show. A four-day, three-night spa break at the world-famous Blue Lagoon, plus a Golden Circle tour, Fontana Geothermal Baths, the sites of Reykjavik, that's the capital, all for about $500 per person or less. Seriously. There's an eight-day, seven-night Iceland luxury tour that includes Reykjavik's vibrant culture, culinary, and nightlife. I would underline the word nightlife when it comes to Reykjavik. The place is, no matter what the season, is one crazy place. You'll also visit historic sites, the hot springs, the waterfall of the gods, glaciers, black lava beaches, all with deluxe hotel accommodations, three-course dinners each night, premium car rental. This starts around $1,600 per person. Very well priced. There are other multiple uh, trip options available as well. You can learn about these by going to RudyMaxa.com and clicking on the Iceland Tourist Bureau logo right there on the home page, or you can go to Iceland Tourist Bureau at itbtravel.is. Remember, these are exclusive to... To, uh, listeners of this radio show, and they are very, very well priced. Iceland's one of my favorite countries in the world. My next guest has been around a lot. Her name is, I don't mean it to sound like that, she's been to many countries in the world, many places in the world. Her name is Rachel Parsons, and she has a new TV show on public television called The Peregrine Dame. Um, Rachel Parsons joins us. Rachel, uh, I think I know what you mean by that title, The Peregrine Dame, and I know what you do, but why don't you explain it? Hi, Rudy. Uh, yes, I... Coming up with the, the title for this show, I wanted something that said travel but didn't say travel, so I started looking through uh, at the source, and peregrine is a synonym for travel. It means to migrate or to wander, which is where the falcon gets the moniker, and I thought, well, that makes perfect sense. And you have been to some very interesting places, but I think looking at your website, probably nowhere more dangerous than Las Vegas. <laughs> How long did you spend in Las Vegas, and did you produce a half-hour show on that? No, that it was part of the original web series. The Peregrine Dame began as a web series, which is still in its entirety on the website. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's true. It's one of those things, ironically, because I get those questions, isn't it dangerous, isn't it scary? Uh, the most dangerous places I've ever been were in the U.S., so... Yeah, Vegas was a kick, but that was all. Those are short format episodes still on the website. And let's underline one of the conceits of your series on public television and your ser your web series, which is available on your website, which uh, is the uh, peregrinedame.com, is that you travel totally alone. You have no crew. Um, I, I don't know if you travel with a pal now and then, a friend or a significant other, but it sounds like you're pretty much a solo traveler. I do a series on PBS. i got to take a crew. How do I get rid of these guys? I know. I've loved your. I've loved your show. How do I get rid of them? How do How do I save lots of money by just doing it by myself? How do you I, do it? You just stick two cameras and two tripods in your in your suitcase, <laughs> <laughs> and you leave without them. Um, <laughs> well, that cuts down on costs a lot. It does. Boy, let me tell you, uh, does it ever? Um, the other thing that's wonderful is it's because occasionally I do travel with a buddy, but that's very rare. And for the series, it's very, very rare. Okay. Uh, but what I do when I get out into a field is I, I meet people and as I meet people and as I befriend them and I explain what I'm doing, uh, invariably someone I have met ends up with the camera in their hand, pointing it at me. So really? I have this great global, I have a global crew. So, Which, uh, so you'll meet somebody you want to talk to. You'll ask them either to sit down in a cafe or what, whatever, and and you you will film them, and perhaps they'll film you, or um, and and then you do be what we would call B roll, which is pretty pictures of uh, places other than Las Vegas, and uh, then you edit together. Is that it in a nutshell? Yes, 
That is it. And sometimes it's not just meet people and say, hey, can you have coffee? It's, hey, can I stay at your house? Uh, I, in de- depending on the location, I, I really enjoy couchsurfing.org. Okay. Uh, I found plenty of subjects, people who wanted to tell me their story and show me their places through that website. And, in, and at some point, they say, well, you know, we're, just stay at my house. And I say, okay. I hope my underwriters aren't listening. They're going to say, Rudy, we can cut your budget a lot if you just couch surf and don't take a crew. And uh, I'd, I'd be helpless. How, how, did you get, how did you get into this? How, do you, how did you know how to do this? I had, a, I had a career originally in scripted television and film below the line. I was a, a set rat for a long time. So I had a basic, and I'm talking a very basic grasp of how you shoot a show, but not anything that was documentary style. So when I, I left my corporate film gig in 2008, I bought a ticket, a round-the-world flight, and a camera, and I went to start shooting the web series, except I didn't know how to film documentary style. I had the loosest grasp on how to frame a shot. Uh, <laughs> but so you when learned. I got it back, uh, an editor, a very good editor, kind of saved it. The Peregrine Dame uh, is in season one on public television series. It also streams on Amazon, and the entire season is on the TPD YouTube channel. That would be the Peregrine Dame. And if you've ever uh, been worried about traveling alone, well, uh, take a heart from Rachel Parsons. Not only does she travel alone, she films old darn TV series alone. You can find out more information by going to the peregrinedame.com. And I believe there's a link on my YouTube fan page, Rudy Max's, uh, Rudy Max's World. And Rachel, I wish you success with the second season, and congratulations to you on figuring out how to do it for a lot less than the rest of us. Thank you. It's, it's been great. Good. Well, I wish you continued success. Rachel Parsons, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a major achievement. When we we'll come back, we're going to turn our attention to Spain. I promised you some authors this hour, and we are delivering them. We're going to find out about a guy who's run with the bulls like, I don't know, more than 60 times. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. Face it, folks, shaving is a pain. Most people think an expensive razor is the fix, but three blades, six blades, heck, 15 blades won't matter. You'll still get nicks, bumps, and irritation. The secret to a pain-free shave? Cremo cream. Foams and gels are mostly air, but Cremo is a rich, impossibly slick cream. Any razor will glide over your skin for a more comfortable, pain-free shave. Want a better shave? Then get a better shave cream. Cremo cream. Red cap, white tube, find it at Walmart, Target, CVS Pharmacy, and Walgreens. Ah, summertime, so much to do. No, four flat tires. Honey, the wheelbarrow and the trailers have flat tires. Yeah, my bike has a flat tire. And my dirt bike, too. Summertime, bummer time, ah. Dear, wake up. I had the worst nightmare. All of our tires were flat. It's okay, it's Tire Safety Month. We are ready. We use slime tire sealant. Oh, slime sure makes it easy to prevent flat tires. Time to roll. Yeah, yeah let's roll. You Use slime products to prevent flats and to repair and inflate tires, too. Get slime at Tractor Supply and AutoZone. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about Relief Factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. 
For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. When you book your next trip with Orbitz, you can get Orbitz rewards and then use your rewards instantly. Get it, use it. Now, to remember this, we wrote you a dramatic poem. Get it, use it. Get it, use it. Get it, use it. Get it, use it, get it, use it, get it, use it. Book your trip with Orbitz, get Orbitz rewards, and use them instantly, only on Orbitz. Orbitz rewards, instant vacation gratification. Learn more today by visiting Orbitz.com rewards. The federal government is notifying up to 4 million current and former employees that their personal financial data may have been breached by a cyber attack from China. If a federal government database can be hacked, what do you think about the protection of other databases that store your information? Identity thieves are smart, ruthless at what they do, but don't stop living your life. Get LifeLock Ultimate Plus Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your social security number, bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at every business, but you only have one identity. Protect it with the best. Call or visit LifeLock.com and save 15% on your membership by using the promo code 15 now that's promo code 15 n-o-w and you'll get a special 15 percent discount this offer ends june 30th call 800-637-8149 800-637-8149 once again that phone number is 800-637-8149 To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. And this portion of Rudy Maxa's world is being sponsored by Orbits.com. Are you planning a trip for leisure or business? Maybe you're still working on a summer vacation plan or planning a weekend getaway with someone special. Maybe you're trying to visit family, coordinate a gathering for everyone. Well, whether you need a flight to close that next big deal or want to take the family on a fun excursion, I use, and a lot of my friends use, and we recommend Orbitz.com. Orbitz can handle it all, from hotels and resorts, airline tickets, car rentals, vacation packages, and more. And when you book your next trip with Orbitz, you will get Orbitz rewards instantly. You can actually use them right there when you get it to take a discount on your uh, your package or whatever you're doing. Get it, use it, get it, use it, get it, use it is the motto at Orbitz. Is it catchy? I don't know. Orbitz thinks it's catchy. Get it, use it. Book your trip with Orbitz.com and get Orbitz rewards and use them instantly. Orbitz rewards offer instant vacation gratification. I like that phrase. Learn more today by going to Orbitz.com forward slash rewards. That's Orbitz.com forward slash rewards. Or, again, just go to the homepage at RudyMaxa.com and click on Orbitz and check out possibilities for hitting the road. My next guest is a guy who's hit the road a lot, and often that road has led to Spain. Peter Milligan is the author of a new book called Bulls Before Breakfast, subtitled Running with the Bulls and Celebrating Fiesta de San Fermín in Pamplona, Spain. Peter, uh, Peter, welcome to the show. Rudy, nice what to have a you. thrill. Well, listen, I don't know how much of a thrill it is, given the thrills you have. I have in front of me the information that you have run with the Bulls 63 times. How I'm, We're reaching your home in New Jersey. You don't live in Spain. Is, is that the right number, 63, or is this a typo? Well, no, since uh, that's from the last fiesta since then. Now it is 70 times. 70? How many? But there's only one fiesta a year, isn't there? 
Well, the fiesta is every uh, begins every July 6th, as it has uh, for a couple hundred years now in Pamplona. Okay. But the fiesta, uh, they run bulls all every day uh, between the 7th and the 14th. Oh, so you can run multi. You can run seven times in one year. The goal uh, for 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 my brother and I is to uh, is to survive, be able to run every day of uh, uh, during each fiesta. So there's always bumps and bruises, and there's been some hospitalizations. So it's been interrupted here and there, <laughs> uh, but we try to run every day. There's been some hospitalizations. <laughs> Peter, well, how old um, Peter, how old are uh, you? I am 44. So you have no interest in seeing 50? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> oh, no. I want to run 70 more times. Uh, My um, goodness. We, uh, we, we try our best to uh, avoid any, uh, any permanent injuries, but uh, we get out in front of the horns as we get as close as we can to the bulls and then get out of the way. But sometimes uh, 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 our plans go awry, and the best lead the plans of mice and men. Um, my brother's been gored. Um, I've oh. never had the pleasure of being gored, but I've been smacked by the horns. I've had my elbow broken. I've had uh, my uh, compound fracture my ankle. Uh, we've been beat up, but we go back every year. And the doctor, your doctors for the two of you have bought new boats. My guest is Peter Milligan. He's got a new book called Bulls Before Breakfast. Now, it is not entirely on the running with the bulls in Pamplona. It's really uh, a, a, a love letter to Spain, isn't it? Well, that's, and that's the thing that I... I, I was most important to me in writing the book. Well, there were two goals. Every morning, somebody looks at us and says, hey, uh, do you know which way the bulls come from? So we, we saw an opportunity to, we had, people needed help, especially in the English language, help figuring out what they're supposed to do during, during the fiesta, but, more, but also that there's more than that three-minute bull run. We all see a clip of it uh, in the news in the United States on CNN or someplace where there's a couple of moments they show with a mad dash in front of the bull, but there's the uh, there's 23 hours and 57 minutes uh, of more fiesta uh, every day, and uh, we've completely fallen in love with it. Uh, you'll know where I am on July 6th uh, for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope you're. I don't know where you are in August, which is in a hospital bed somewhere, along with you, with your brother. Uh, the book is. I hope not. The, bull, the, the book The book is called Bulls Before Breakfast, and if you've always wanted to at least go to Pamplona during the running of the bills, bulls, even if you don't want to uh, be chased by them, you go to uh, Peter's website. It's the same as the title of the book, bullsbeforebreakfast.com, and uh, I think you'll learn everything you need to know. It's coming out uh, the end of June, and you can get it, obviously, at Amazon or a local bookstore. Peter, I, I wish you and your brother good health and safety in future runs. Thank you so much, Rudy, and thank you for the opportunity today. By the way, before I leave you, do you and your brother speak Spanish? Well, we speak enough Spanish to get around. Uh, you know, and I'm sure uh, many of you uh, savvy travel listeners know. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, uh, just about everybody can speak English, and at least get them up enough to get around. I just, I just was hoping you, you know you enough to Spanish speak. to be polite. I knew. I hope you know how to speak hospital Spanish as well, Peter. Hey, Peter, thank you for dropping by. We'll be Thanks, right back Rudy. in just. We'll be right back in just a moment, and we're going to talk about a guy who saw the world on $2 a day. Do we believe this? We'll find out. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back.
To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Indeed, welcome back. In this portion of the program, sponsored by MyPillow.com. If you're a regular listener, then you know that you've heard me and uh, Robert and Mary Carey talking about MyPillow.com. That happens to be because we have a MyPillow.com pillow. And if you're like us, you've probably over the years tried a lot of different pillows at hotels or wherever. But there is something special about MyPillow.com. By the way, I love the fact it's washable. And uh, we're sleeping a lot better because of them. Every MyPillow is made right here in America with all American materials, and they can be washed and dried. That's a great thing. They come with a 60-day guarantee to provide the best sleep of your life. If if you don't find that to be true, return them for a full refund. And you can get, because you're a listener to this radio show, a special two-for-one deal that can't be beat. That's right. It's a special offer for members of this audience. You'll receive a buy one, get one free offer from MyPillow.com. They have a 10-year warranty not to go flat. They contained a patented interlocking fill that adjusts your individual sleep needs. I'm telling you right now, this is a great pillow to end all pillows. You can try it for a few months and decide for yourself. Try them out at no risk, free for yourself, by calling 800-775-1983. You're trying them out risk-free. I don't mean they're sending them to you free, but do you get that second one for free? Try them out risk-free by calling 800-775-1983 or go to MyPillow.com and enter the promo code RUDY, R-U-D-Y. And you'll get that two-for-one deal. You can also find the link at RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. All right. Our trio of authors is joined by our final one this hour, who has written a most fascinating book about seeing Europe on $2 a day. Scott Stone took his savings he had after, after college and, uh, and, and went out and saw how many countries, Scott? Oh, we're redonning him. I'm sorry. Apparently, we dropped, uh, we dropped Scott. I can tell you because I have notes. He apparently went to 34 countries and only spent, uh, Scott, 34 countries on $2 a day. Give us a thumbnail explanation of this. This doesn't seem possible. Uh, Rudy, it was quite an adventure. And, uh, yeah, just to back up a little, the, the initial trip was only supposed to be a college graduation present of five, five days in London, five days in Paris. But being from a very small Midwest town, I was so enthralled with this. I didn't want to come home. Parents sent me my life savings, $914. I traveled for two years and four months. No. Yeah, and how I did that, um, first of all, hitchhiking, 532 rides. But more importantly, the whole thing was contact with people and the domino effect it had. And when I was in the countryside of any country in Europe, if it's France or Germany or Sweden and Spain, I would always seek out a farmhouse and yes. meet the people in the field or knock on their doors and explain, speaking the native language, I would like to work on your farm in return for food and sleep. And often they couldn't understand me. I'm not very good at languages, so I'd produce what I called the magic message. And this would have exactly what I, what I wanted written in the native language, which, you know, I'd stop a student and have him or her write it. And you can imagine, first of all, the food I ate on these farms. I got to stay for free, and most importantly, the contact with the people. And this took me all over Europe, and uh, it was, as I said, it was a great way to uh, travel inexpensively and really feel the country's fabric. Was all your travel in Europe, these 34 countries? No, not at all. Basically, Western Europe, and then Morocco, and then this was 1976. I found myself in Turkey uh, the end of uh, 1977. This is obviously, of course, when you could go across India, you know, from Turkey to Iran, 
Afghanistan, uh-huh. Pakistan were just fantastic traveling destinations. Then down through through India, you know, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Burma, Thailand, Indonesia, Singapore, and then on to the on to the Orient. So yeah, it was thirty four countries. Western Why did Europe, it take you so long to write? Indian subcontinent. It was so really two dollars back in experience. so two dollars back in the seventies might be ten dollars a day now. But why did you why did you wait so long to write the book? That's a very good question. Well, you know how it is. You know, once I got back, I got involved with the corporate <laughs> Life. world. Uh, my professional career uh, of thirty odd years is basically between magazine publishing. And also the cruise industry. I was vice president of sales of the Canard Line for about 12 years out of L.A. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And, um, you know, I started to look back on that and, you know, in terms of what travel has meant to me in terms of all facets of my life, be it, you know, personal, be it professional. And I wanted to share that with other people. And plus my wife, um, Zewa, uh, kept pushing me to write the book. Um, I have some, you know, almost 870 entries into my journal. And often before we go to bed at night, she'd say, oh, read me a story. And she would say, you've got to write this book. Um, The book is made up of 35 stories taken from my journal. And they really run the gamut from sort of the sublime to the ridiculous. So to answer your question why it took so long, it was just that I got caught up in the working world. But about three or four years, about three and a half years ago, I pulled away and said, I really got to write this book. And so every day I would get up around five, write for about two hours before going to work. And I completed it uh, in January this year, and it feels really good to have it uh, published. And I, I love talking about traveling. I've been going around to colleges. I'd love to talk in front of high schools about it. And it makes me feel really, really good to finally complete it. And the book is called Insatiable. The author is Scott Stone. If you'd like more information, check out his Facebook page, which is Insatiable Traveler Scott Stone. Nice to have Scott in the house. All right, it was $2 a day in the 70s, but still, that's darn cheap. We're ending the first hour of Rudy Max's World. If your station's leaving us, hope to see you here again next week. Same time, same station. If you're sticking around for the second hour, we got Sammy Hager coming up. Don't go away. We'll be back in about six minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.